0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to On the Home Front. My name is John Murphy. Very happy to be sharing life with you on the radio today. You might be enjoying us here live at WILI AM 1400 or 95.3 on the FM. And by the way, give us a button on the car radio, widget 95.3. you would appreciate that. Also, we're on YouTube. All of our shows are there 24-7, so our guests have a chance to reach you all the time in case you happen to miss the live broadcast. We have a busy show today with three segments. We're going to start out with the Woolmanic with the Library. There's a lot going on for the holidays into the new year. Also, we have an artist, Bill Dougal, with us. I've had Bill on the program a few times in the past. He's a performance artist. He's also an incredible caricature artist, and he also works with schools and education programs. So we'll talk to Bill about his work, and then also we'll conclude with a look at health care in Connecticut. So, Joseph White, welcome back to the program. It's good to have you here. Good
1: evening. It's great to be here.
0: Now, Joe is a librarian, and he's going to start out by running down the schedule of some of the events happening in the next few days. And then we're going to talk about their website, which is
1: loaded Mm -hmm. with a
0: lot of resources you might not know about. Uh, but the calendar's busy right
1: now. So. Absolutely. Yes, the holiday season is busy yeah. for everyone, it's us good. included. So, yeah, just giving a quick run through. Today, actually, we we were uh, hugely excited. We got to have the choir come over from the ACT school right across the street. They did a wonderful uh, choral performance. Truly incredible. They've been there. Uh, it's become an annual tradition. Uh, and this year, they knocked it out of the park. So that was a blast. Um, but uh, coming up in the future, tomorrow night, we've got a appearance from old St. Nick himself. So. So if Uh-oh. any of the kiddos have been uh, really wanting to go and sit on Santa's lap, so ask for special customs. presents, he hey, that's true. He made it in. He came in, uh, got cleared by the airport, air traffic control, all of that, made it safe and sound. Uh, and we're super excited to have him on the docket tomorrow. We've got Santa coming in, and then we're uh, watching the Polar Express afterwards. So that's awesome. Uh, the other thing is this Santa is free. I know sometimes uh, some of Santa's appearances have to be uh, monetized. Sometimes, uh, but this one, we're a library. We legally can't charge you money. So come on down. Uh, meet Santa. Make the kids day. Uh, it's going to be a blast. And then going from there, so that'll be tomorrow. Uh, going into next week already, it's Christmas. And post Christmas, you have that week of school vacation, uh, which means while the kids are off of school, we're right at work. So uh, on Tuesday, we have a winter scavenger hunt. Wednesday, Wednesday, we have a uh, virtual reality Antarctic expedition. Thursday, we've got, oh, it's an escape room. I'm so I'll, I'll, always excited for that. Uh, Lisa does those, knocks it out of the park. And then Friday, we have a Pokemon tournament from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Uh, all the specifics of that you can find on our website or on our Facebook. Uh, website is WillomanticLibrary.org. Wow. And uh, then just search for Willomantic Library on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Now, I noticed virtual reality was in the mix here. yeah. Can you describe a little bit about what this is like and how people are reacting? It's still a fairly new technology. Definitely. Folks are still getting used to it. Yep. What's it's been like for people when they play with it?
1: Sure, um, it's fun to see how quickly uh, your brain sort of adjusts uh, because because it's uh, both auditory. Like you're getting the sound, you're getting the visuals. Wherever right. your head turns, you see uh, very quickly. It does a really good job of tricking your mind to thinking you're actually in the Arctic, uh, and then we start throwing snowballs at you, and then it really gets. No, we're not. That, <laughs> we're not doing that. Uh, but no, it, it's a lot of fun, especially actually for. Actually, they do. Especially. Or, uh, for for uh, younger kiddos jumping in, it's fun to see like uh, oh, yeah. like their their minds are blown by by how incredible it is, and even me too. Um, all the experiences are are wild, and it's a good way to just get exposed to uh, to different things that you might not in your normal life, like going to Antarctica. So indeed, indeed.
0: All right, so these are some of the events, and if you go to the website, you can keep track all the way throughout the year. Uh, One thing I wanted to ask about is the library is an incredible resource. You may think it's easy to, you know, cruise the world on your laptop and go to Wiki and go to Google and do the searching, but sometimes you've got to be specific and really drill down. Mm. And there's some databases and research supports that usually schools have to pay a fortune for so faculty and students can access it if you have a topic and you're trying to really get down. So can you talk a little bit about what's available to help people with their own personal research?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah the, the resources available through our website, is it's truly astounding. Um, I, I wish I had a list of all the specific ones in front of me, but it's everything no, it's from uh, services that help you learn languages, that, that's Mango Languages there. Um, there's all sorts of databases. One of my favorite, personally, is the, uh, uh, let's see, I believe it's through America News is technically what it is, but uh, mm-hmm. you can see uh, articles from newspapers across the country, including the Chronicle, going back. 100 years oh, um, fantastic. so uh, a lot of times it's a huge resource for me when someone calls in and is asking i had a relative who used to live in willimantic and they were at this address do you have any information on them being able to go in and just search names search addresses search yeah. times you can set the parameters that's a huge one and really really fun for that personal historic research and for local historians looking to uh grab some more information yeah
0: And then how about specialized publications like somebody may have a hobby or they might be working in a field and you Mm -hmm. get journals and sometimes your employer provides them, but they Mm -hmm. can be very pricey. Yeah, definitely. And and I wonder how how much that can work into the mix that you have according to certain larger databases. Yeah,
1: yep. Um, Like I said, I I don't have the specific ones in front of me, but uh, in general, yeah, there's all sorts of different uh, learning resources on there. Uh, There are, if you need to do specific trainings for a job or even if you're just prepping for a job interview, LinkedIn Learning has access to thousands of different courses uh, taught by professionals uh, that do a really good job of introducing you uh, to a concept and working you through so that when you talk about it, you can sound like you know what you're talking about because you do. Uh, on top of that, there are... Uh Sort of in, in library, not online physically, we have access to our own uh, materials along with we can get materials from around the state of Connecticut, any Connecticut public library. So if there's a specific uh, book that you need to study, uh, we don't have textbooks ourselves, but other places do, or training manuals.
0: library. Exactly. Of,
1: uh, yep. Honestly, uh, if something isn't uh, f- quickly findable on our website, give us a ring and odds are we'll know how to get it into your hands.
0: See, I tell you things to do now a mobile hotspot yeah you reacted people are still learning about what that can do they're available can you talk about that's available something else you might not know about it's really cool way to connect
1: yeah, uh, it's hugely. Uh, it's been a huge success, to uh, to be perfectly frank. Yeah. So much so that it's sometimes tough to get them because as yeah. soon as they come back in the building, it's checked right back out. Because ultimately, uh, the world that we live in is an interconnected world, and to engage in that world, you need access to the internet. So for folks who uh, kiddos have to do homework online, but they don't have Wi-Fi themselves, uh, and they're not able to come down to the library to use our Wi-Fi, right. uh, you can bring one of these boxes home. It runs off of a cellular network so all you do is you plug it into the wall so the battery doesn't die uh, and it makes a little mini Wi-Fi network for you to use
0: oh within a certain distance exactly yeah oh wow so then your kids can do homework if you have for example you have a bad broadband connection mm-hmm. or you have a problem and your service is gonna take a week and a half that yeah kind of thing, right?
1: exactly or like when a storm rips through and you lose your internet access oh, yeah. that can be a huge resource as well like two days ago yes
0: right? <laughs> Wow, that's incredible mobile hotspots that's awesome Now, the other thing is audio. Mm -hmm. The whole idea of audio books is blowing up. Yeah. podcasting. Oh, yeah. Uh, how can people find out, or how can they connect so they can enjoy all the new kinds of
1: audio coming Cool. Out? Love it. Yeah, so uh, we have an audiobook collection in-house. That's the physical CDs. So if you have a car that still has a CD player on it, wow. and you're planning to drive up to, I don't know, Albany to, to see the family for the holidays, uh, and you want to fill that time, that's a great way to do it. On top of that, uh, we also have uh, a couple of apps that you can access just using your library card, 100% free. Uh, there's Libby, and uh, what's that? Hoopla is the other one, Ooh. and both of those give you access the same way that like a Spotify subscription or something like that uh, would give you access to podcasts. These apps uh, give you access to audiobooks that you can download right to your phone and play off either into headphones, on the phone, connecting it to a car, anything like that.
0: Wow, so you can download it and not be streaming all the exactly. time. Exactly. Right. Yep. That's great, yeah. Now, for those of you that like books and you know, reading, you might like to write, there is an opportunity there with the, uh, the Willamette Writers Group, and uh, you might want to mention them and what they're up to.
1: Absolutely, yeah. The Writers Group is headed up by uh, our library director, Daniel Paquette. Uh, he does a great job of really providing a a safe and constructive place for writers, both new and old. Because um, for a lot of folks who are working on sort of these passion projects, right. what you're really looking for is a place to get feedback and a place where you can talk to other like-minded individuals to really uh, sort of hone your craft and uh, make sure that the whether it's poetry or writing or short stories, long form, anything like that, uh, it's just a, it's a group of people who are giving each other feedback, uh, sort of iron sharpening iron, uh, in, or graphite sharpening graphite in the writing community, uh, to help each other in that. So, like Maybe I said. nails on blackboard. There we go. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> the other side of the coin. Uh, so one more thing I wanted to know, uh, by the way, in case you're on the radio or you're watching us, this, this is Joseph White from the Willimannic Public Library. He's a librarian there, part of the crew. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in the last half a year or so about censorship and other mm-hmm. parts of the country where people are going after lots of books for different topics. Mm-hmm. And there's banned books, uh, I'm sorry, banned books week every year in the fall and September. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are things been there with the vibes of people enjoying the collection, having concerns? What's the uh, let's call it zeitgeist? Sure, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a hot button topic for sure um, yeah. because a big part of our job as librarians is curating the collection Um, so we want to ultimately have materials that people can use um, to make themselves better people like reading helps you broaden your horizons Um, and so we want to help to do that so where to draw the line is the real question and our, our default is that Uh, We want to provide services and not to uh, not to censor. We we're very anti-censorship. Even if there's, I mean, uh, there's plenty of books in the library that I don't agree with uh, what they say in there, but that doesn't mean that I have the right to kick them out of there. Um, Because ultimately, if they're providing a service for the community, and if there are people who want to read them, it's our job to get them those books.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is to respect people's intelligence to think for themselves. Absolutely. Yep. But the other aspect of it is uh, some of the stuff that gets the most press is Mm. the most sensational examples of very adult content. Somehow Mm -hmm. people think these are like Mm five-year-olds, and they're getting very adult content Mm -hmm. that's maybe explicit, that some parents freak out about. Yeah. How is that playing out? Because people look for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of it's a matter of well, it goes for a section for older kids. Yeah. Because I noticed on your website there's a section there for teens. Mm-hmm and another whole world for kids that yes. are smaller. So that's one way to help people separate, right? Definitely. Tell me about
1: that. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, we have two floors. Um, one of them is the children's department. One of them is the adult department. Um, and so with that, uh, we're, we're very intentional about, like, where should the line be drawn in that? Um, and then, like you said, we have uh, basically different sections that are for different ages. So we have starting off with picture books, going up to uh, like juvenile, like very basic readers, going to uh, kind of more short story version of things, then going, uh, I think there's a couple of steps in there I might be skipping, but eventually getting to like the young adult section. The twins, yeah, right? there we are. And young then. Young adult
0: YA. Yep. Right, yep. Right.
1: Uh, and then, uh, then you go downstairs and that's the everything else, all the, uh, I don't know, biographies of John Adams and all that fun stuff. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's one way that uh, we want to basically give you the ability to know what your kids are reading and provide a very uh, a very solid uh, sort of transition that as your child is learning and growing, they always have another step that they can go to, uh, of course, with the, the parent's uh, input and with, with all of that.
0: You know, this kind of brings me back to the 1980s when there was a whole flap in the music industry over uh, heavy metal and rock and mm-hmm. roll. And mm-hmm. Frank Zappa testified in Congress and Dee Snider and John Denver. And the, you know, on the surface, it was about helping parents identify adult material that's not meant for their kids. right? Yeah. And so I always had the idea that a proactive parent would be their own protector mm-hmm. so that they're responsible And if juniors see something in a library shelf, well, you stay with them, and that might not be for them. But then it's a choice, right? Definitely. And this is where it gets personal, and this is where people in your field put their jobs on the line. It gets difficult. You want to respect people's feelings. Yeah. Uh, Some people that are very religious can be very strong about these things. Mm Uh, have you noticed any issues in the state, though, when you talk to partners? Because this mm. is a network of its own around the state. Have you heard of any uh, challenges or things of that nature?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are definitely individuals who take it upon themselves sure. to uh, to find books that they don't like, absolutely, and check them out on their library cards, and uh, never bring them back. So uh, that's oh, really? that's happened to us a few times. Um, we had one person who went through and took out a number of uh, like LGBTQIA uh, plus uh, sort of literature in our children's department that was a few years back right. uh, and sort of just disappeared it. Um, and well, now his library card is uh, locked up until he gets us those books back, which I, I don't think he will. Uh, so there are people who unfortunately take it upon themselves to do that. But like I said, and like you were saying, yeah. um, we want to provide basically a, a space for exploration um, and we leave it up to the individual and we leave it up to parents to help. Uh, sort of guide that exploration. Like, we, for example, yeah. we, we don't allow six-year-olds to just roam around in the children's department. They do have to be supervised. So, uh, like, a, a little kid isn't going to wander into the library and take a, down a random book and learn something that their parents would rather not them learn about for a few more years. Of course. Um, they need to be supervised when they're in the children's department or if they're down in the adult department. Yeah. Um, but like I said, ultimately, we're very anti-censorship and pro- Uh, basically giving you the resources
0: yeah well, we're very fortunate in our small state to have so many great libraries, and one of them is the Willamette Public Library right here, 905 Main Street, where these folks hang out all the time. So, Joseph, I want to thank you for the good work you're doing all throughout the year to keep uh, keep libraries and books alive and well.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, John.
0: I'm looking forward to having you back. And they have a new uh, child's librarian, Amanda, who's on staff. Maybe that we we'll do. have her back before the school year at some
1: point. That would be amazing. That'd be nice
0: also the website again, org. You can find it about the resources Joseph mentioned and all these events that he ran down earlier in the show. So we'll take a break for a few moments and come back with Bill Dougal. Don't go away. All right, man. All you righty. got it all in. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. you ad lib nicely because I brought things up to chat tit- yeah. chat and it's like, it's no, that no, was perfect. It's not pandering. It's not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get. It's like, let's, let's just relax. Well, that was good. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the idea of somebody, goddammit, taking the books and that. Yeah.
1: That's so ill. Yep. It's uh, so ill. Yeah. (sighs) It's just wasting money. Well, that's a short-term victory, and you're still We bought the books right back. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, and now we can't have as many books because you stole mine. But that's that. But again, thank you. (whistles) And thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Bill, come on in, buddy.
0: Time to get back in the saddle again. Right. Did you do Wayne already? Ueno? Yeah. yeah, I think it was. A was it around Thanksgiving? Couple of months ago. Okay, yeah, because we traded notes about that. All right. So is it dougalart.com? Is that still, or is it dougalot.org? Yep,
2: com. Um, yep, you got it. Okay.
0: All right. So, I guess the main thing since we spoke last and this year is the videos. That's the. Since the summertime, I've seen some of your posts. You've been very active. Well, actually, sometimes on Facebook, you're really creative. You put stuff out there, and then be quiet for a while. I've seen some stuff, but uh, I guess these packages are the main things. Uh, yep. I don't.
2: I don't want to talk too much about the video. It's mainly the music releases. Sure. Although the music releases are going to be music videos in the video series when the video series is done. Oh. So they're related, but, but this now, is. But the music issues that just. Cut yeah. up on all the streaming uh, services.
0: Oh is, yeah, we'll talk about that. Is one of your goals for twenty-four to to come back maybe with some of the videos by summertime if you have things go the way you'd like? What's your vision?
2: Yep, I think by summer I'll have that s- series done.
0: Uh-huh. And are there any events or anything that you're going to? Because you're pretty active in season around the area. Is there anything? No, nothing. The holidays are pretty slow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're already okay. on them, um, so um, so let's play music, a song. Mu- yeah. music to play. Start with the song "Time for Art," which is app appropriate. Um,
0: okay, "Time for Art." It's called. Yeah, and okay.
2: Uh, um, I've got uh, see, it's up to you how many songs we end up playing. I've got well, four, you, or we'll f- four or 5 five two two-minute songs. Four
0: four two-minute songs. <clears throat> Why don't we do this? Let's chat for a bit. We'll play one, we'll come back and chat, see how those things roll, and we'll play a second one if you like.
2: Did yes. you see that that I sent to you? Yes,
0: I no. just printed it out.
2: Yeah, you don't, you don't really
0: have to follow it, but that's no.
2: that's one idea.
0: Uh, so all you have to do is let Matt know the track number that you like, and I'll let you set up each one about I got, what I got I got
1: the up. first one set up, so do you want this back for the second um, track?
0: No, but these numbers tell you what ones are
2: coming up. Okay, okay. We might as well do it in that order, too. Okay,
0: cool. Is that good for you? So, Matt, after I'm done with Bill and we're finished, we're going to play. I, I didn't have any stuff. Do you have that Tom Waits stuff with you? H- how much more time do we have in the spots? A minute. Okay. Let's see. Do we have the hardest Saturday night? I don't think we do. Yeah. Number 10. Number Number diamonds on my windshield. Diamonds on my windshield.
2: So you said you can't play videos in here even though it right. goes on YouTube, right?
0: Well, the, that's right. Uh, the live radio is here for what can be done live, but it's really a way to capture this and post it so groups can tell their stories. Okay, It's not really produced with inserts. If we get funding, we've asked for some funding. We may be able to be more elaborate right now. I'm trying to get a camera mount up here so we can shoot down and switchable. But that's all going to come with a little grand money. How are we doing? Fifteen seconds. Fifteen. Okay, Bill, thanks for being here. We'll be all set. And then we'll play that tune.
1: I got it queued up, and I got yeah. your song queued up for when we need it.
0: Yeah. But Am I close to the mic? Get a
1: little closer. A yeah. Come closer. There you
0: go. Three, two, one... Okay, we're back on the home front. We're very happy to have you with us live on the radio, or perhaps you're watching us on YouTube. If, if you go to the WILI YouTube channel, all the 5 o'clock shows have their own playlists, so you can always catch their shows live, which is what we're doing now. It's the most fun for us. But the idea is to give our guests a chance to reach you anytime, on your phone, on any device. So the idea is if you go to the WILI radio channel on YouTube, you get all the shows anytime. I'm very happy to share the studio again with Bill Dougal. I've had him on several times over the years. He's a very talented artist in our region. He does incredible caricatures. He produces educational materials for children. He's a musician, a performance artist. Uh, he wears many hats, and I'm happy to share the stage with him uh, as we bring the year to a close. So, Bill, first of all, congratulations on making it through another year, 2023. Ah,
2: thanks. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I was thinking about the fact that you... It's great that we have an interviewer that uh, keeps up on the culture and is interested enough to talk to people like me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you. It's mutual. That's why you're here, in fact. And that's why they're there. They're looking for this connection. We try to do our part. Now, part of why Bill is here is he's prepared some incredible entertainment with music and writing and creativity for children. And we're going to play some in a little while and we're going to talk a little bit. But maybe, Bill, you could talk a bit about uh, this project, because you've been working with kids for a long time in schools around the state. Uh, What led you to want to create some real takeaways like this?
2: Well, um, yeah, I've done some teaching, but I've collected, uh, I'm mainly an artist, not as opposed to a teacher. I teach a bit, teach Mm -hmm. here and there. But uh, being an artist, I've been in all facets of art. I, I worked at ad agencies as an art director, I've done every media at art school. They had, they didn't let us pick a major. They said be 2D or 3D. Hmm. So I just I could take. I did a little bit of everything: printmaking, sculpture, and painting. And I got exposed to all those and had the experience of them. I think that other people should as well. And um, I've been a professional illustrator and caricaturist and teacher. And I've learned. Learned some things along the way, and I would like to share them.
0: Indeed, uh, Cowboy Billy is is one of Bill's incarnations. is a character that that appears periodically. That's a different hat. I know, I know. Uh, and also, you know, uh, you know, the pony is inside. It's too cold to leave the pony outside, so it's here in the lobby. Right. Uh, you know, all respect to the ponies. Uh, but what was it that led you to actually transform your art into caricature? That's a very specialized area because. If you sit down with Bill and give him 10, 15 minutes, it's amazing how he can do something that will startle you, and somehow he's got a piece of your face that everything else is all around it, but there's something there that's you, uh, and that's a specialty. What was your focus to do that kind of art compared to other kinds of regular portraits, that kind of stuff?
2: Well, even when I was young, I liked cartoons best, and I liked drawing people. And if you put uh, portraits and cartoons together, you get caricature. Uh, there's a lot of artists, not many like to do that uh, but i I appreciate the uh this spontaneity and the the fact that you're like on the spot and uh, you got to um, benefit by the first impression and uh and turn it out quickly and there's no great uh valor in doing art quickly, but um, it, it sort of puts a spark puts a spark in you
0: it does. Something comes off that page from that spontaneity, and Bill comes to many art shows. He's here in town, and they have special events around. Uh, Also, the website is DougalArt.com. If you're a parent, there's some nice material for you that might help your kids have fun and learn a little bit. And maybe, Bill, you could set up one of your audio tracks and talk about it. It's called Songs About Art. That's the series, Songs About Art. Uh, So maybe talk about that, and, and, and then we'll hear one.
2: Yep, the title track is Time for Art. And that's a song, but it's also the name of this video series that I'm working on. I work on it every day. It's about 80% done. Right. I suspect we'll have uh, about eight half-hour episodes that'll have demos and and music videos of these songs. And
0: uh, Well, the videos, if I could use a little imagination here, is it going to be like live camera with video inserts or just cartoons or a mix of everything?
2: Um yep it's a big mix oh cool yep there's there's shots of me singing the songs but i've minimized that by uh in by covering me up with uh cartoon artwork that i did and uh, shots of of people making art anything that's appropriate to the uh the lyrics right oh
0: all right so i guess we'll hear the first one now it's called time for art it's time for time for art time for art with art we'll be back (laughs)
3: Hey, hey, it's time for art. We'll sing its praises. Okay, it's time to start. Put on your praises. Whether you like to do it or you like to view it, you may not be in the know. And if you're a pro, let's review it. Terrific tips and techniques. They're tools in the artist's bag of tricks. What steps do the artists go through when they do what they do? When it comes from the heart, art always amazes. When it's time, time for art, we'll draw smiles on our faces. Michelangelo and old Van Gogh. And on to the avant-garde. You might get inspired. Come on, it's time for art. From drawing to painting. Value, shape, and line. Realism, cubism, cartooning play and graphic design i say make time for art during your day i know you've stuff to do but art is important too hey hey it's time for art we'll sing its praises okay it's time to start Put on your braises. It's always time for art.
0: All right. How about that time for art? I like that kind of a crooning thing. It's really nice. Uh... Let's talk about how you put these together now. It was done locally in town. One of our great resources in our community is a guy named John Schwank. He's an awesome engineer. does lots of work with live music as well. Uh, so how did you and John conspire in the studio with this?
2: Well, uh, there was a bunch of different uh, steps. The first step was me coming up with the lyrics and then uh, uh, inventing a tune that goes with the lyrics. Then I hashed them out with a... Uh, a guitar consultant, a guy who used to be in my band, Billy and the Buttons. Oh yes, I I did. Uh, uh, I probably did uh, fifty Zoom calls to sort of hash it out and get the chords. Then when I had the chords, then I gave them to a guy named Arthur Frost, mm-hmm. and um, he didn't just uh, do a guitar thing. He did uh, full arrangements because he did the music digitally, and uh, he. He's, he's amazing, he's, he's got layers, he's, he's got oboes in there. Incredible. What, whatever it needed and you'll see there's a lot of variety in the uh, types of arrangements that he
0: did. So they kind of shared files with you and then John kind of put it all together and did the mixing and the leveling and everything?
2: Yeah, John was the last uh, step. Well, actually he was a, s- a step in, in the middle because after I okay. got the background music, then I went right. to John Schwenk and I recorded uh, proper vocals with John Schwenk and then he mixed them together and uh, then, uh, then we had the music the, the next step is for them,
0: to, the music to be the soundtrack to the videos It sounds like a lot of fun. You know, sometimes I think about this, I think of Stan Freeberg's creativity with his voices and his stuff. Now, what was the response to Volume 1? Because there are two volumes now. How did Volume 1 go down?
2: Um, Well, they came out about the same time. I think uh, November was Volume 1, December was Volume 2. Okay. When I had them them both done, um, I decided to uh, split them apart and uh, issue both of them. And uh, they're on all the streaming services. but uh,
0: uh, Now, you know, when folks think about Pandora, Spotify, maybe like Bandcamp. Do you do Bandcamp as well? I don't think what so. What services do you mention in particular that you think are good?
2: Well, my uh, digital uh, distribution is done through CD Baby. They right. used to make my CDs. Yep, now they're they just a do distribution. Yeah, yeah. distribution right. And they... Um, they tell me they send it to all the streaming services. Okay. And I do see it on Spotify and even the, uh, YouTube as
0: audio. It's nice to see your work up there. To
2: mm-hmm. see the
0: clicks once in a while, you get the hits. Because it's a fairly new environment when you think about the history of music. And there's a lot of people worried today about, you know, the large streaming services are making a fortune. They have to spend a lot of money to get the rights to the music. But a lot of the musicians are not getting much on their end when it streams. Uh, But, you know, when you stream it, I assume it's there as outreach to let people know about it. It's not that you're sitting at home counting the streams, because that's a real hard thing to do these days.
2: Yeah, I'm an Uh, artist. I can't count. (laughs) There
0: you go. Um, Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, we get some uh, streaming royalties,
0: and I just hope
2: I get lots of them.
0: Yes, indeed. All right, so we're going to do another song to give another example. This one is called Painting. So we'll take it away, Bill Dougal. Again, it's called Painting. Enjoy.
3: Yeah, we all love painting. Yeah, we all love painting. I know I do, hope you do too. Yeah, we all love painting. Pick some colors, mix them around. That's the best therapy I've found. Little kids, college kids, senior set. It's the best activity yet. You can study color theory. Till your eyes get blurry You have choices Learn from courses Or other sources Paint something that we can see Or paint from memory Paint something like a shad or a shed Or an abstract out of your head Folks say I'm out of my head Yeah, we all love painting yeah, we all love painting. No, I do hope you do too. Yeah, we all love painting. Whether you're a kid yeah. or an adult, you can get a good result. Some say drawing is wonderful. I say painting's like a carnival. Finger paint, paint is what babies use. they used a palette knife a lot. Elephants paint with their nose, paint with a brush if that's what you got. Try impasto like Van Gogh, that's when the paint is thick. If you think thin's the way to go, watercolor's the thing to pick. Yeah, that's it, Jack. Yeah, we all love painting. Yeah, we all love painting no i do hope you do too yeah we all love painting start with the drawing when it's done pick out some colors that's a lot of fun paint on a canvas or on a board paint on a wall if that's all you can afford mix nice colors on your palette or on a canvas while it's wet improvise see what comes of it Win a prize if the critics love it You don't need an art degree Experience is free A set of watercolors won't cost a lot Give it a shot Why not? Yeah, we all love painting Yeah, we all love painting Yeah, we all love painting Yeah, we all love painting. Some say my paintings are just pigments of my imagination. What do we all love? You guessed it.
0: Painting! Yeah! All right, there you go. That was Painting, all right, from Bill Dougal. This is from his collection that he's got out two volumes, Songs About Art. And uh, these are songs for young people. So Bill, when you have the white page with no table of contents yet, what do you drill down to come up with topics when you're trying to relate to a younger audience with animation and music? Uh, how do you put stories together that that they can get a handle on?
2: Uh, well, I wanna cover a lot of bases regarding art. You know, I don't want it just to be about one type of thing. So I'll say, oh, Drawing is one of the most important things about art. I think it's the backbone of, of art. So I said, okay, I need a drawing song, and I just sort of uh, make lists of important uh, points, and uh, and um, so it might be a verse about uh, how you start, and a verse about how a drawing um, could be a lead to a painting, but then again, it could be a drawing in its own right. Just mm-hmm. think think it out very thoroughly and make make an outline, flesh out each, each verse. And uh, so that song we just heard painting was about media. I've got songs about other media like draw, uh, drawing and sculpture. I've got some songs that are inspirational, like you can do art type of messages. And some that are... Uh, uh,
0: if I was a parent with a little one, what do you think... Uh, and this is not to be too generic about, but what would be the best age group that would get this and have the most fun with it, do you think?
2: Um, I'd say age uh, uh, six six to 12.
0: Six to
2: 12. Yeah. So, what does
0: that mean? If I enjoy, you know, here I am, I'm in the AARP generation. Hmm. There you go, all ages. But six to 12, that's a good age. five.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Although, personally, I think yeah. it's good for adults. I, I think adults would like it just as much.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's a good cartoon. It works all around, right? So uh, what was the biggest obstacle now? Because you're an independent artist. He's working on his own funding, and you have to juggle a lot of kind of budget things carefully because money flies out quickly when you're doing media work. W- what was your biggest challenge when you tried to orchestrate all this?
2: Um, well... Uh, it's a very complex project. There, there's tons of things. I just keep coming up with more material. Uh, but I guess the biggest challenge is the parts where I had to get other people to help me. I, I'm a self-starter. I know how to, to do the, make the material and make decisions along the way. But I had to get actors. It was very hard to get actors and um, yeah. ki- kids. I did a, a shoot down at the library. So so the people that had to help me were um, actors, Um uh, Arthur Frost with the music, John Schwank with the um, engineering, and Brian Ballas with the video.
0: All right. Well, I guess one thing that we'll do is mention the website again is DougalArt.com. And uh, we're gonna try to get Bill back here, maybe in the springtime or early summer when he's ready to show the videos. Uh, What we can do is try to talk about them and give you a link so you can see where the videos will be posted. Uh, And there'll be video versions or will there be other material not related to the CDs? How's that gonna mix?
2: Well, each episode is gonna have... uh,
0: Half an hour, you said about? Half
2: hour, it'll have maybe three music videos, three demos bunch of fillers i've got some artist interviews with people like maggie Candace, pat Uh miller um but speaking of the videos um the videos are all done the music videos for all 36 songs but they're under wraps until the whole thing is done but i do have three videos that are watchable they're on my new youtube channel called art edutainment guy
0: okay
2: art edutainment guy if you, have you heard that word edutainment?
0: Yes, it's a combination of education and entertainment. One of those mashups, so that it's fun, but there's also something to digest afterwards.
2: Yep. So there's three music videos on that yeah. at the moment, and three demos, and a few other miscellaneous things.
0: Well, this is getting ambitious because I've been talking to you for several years, Bill. <coughs> If you have all these half-hour shows, are you trying to figure out maybe a sponsor, or some way to enlarge the base for this? Because that's a big investment to have that many episodes.
2: Right. Yeah, I did put a it lot is. of money into the uh, oh, yeah. the music and the video. And uh, anyway, I, I see it being on a streaming service. It'd be nice if it was on one of the big ones, but I don't have any uh, great connections. But um, yeah. it, even if I don't get that, I'm going to put it on Amazon. Amazon for streaming. My other series, Hatful of Fun, uh, is, on, is on Amazon streaming. Although it's a little hard to find. I, when, I, when I get my remote and sit in front of my TV, I don't find it. But if you search for um, Hatful of Fun, Bill Dougal, Amazon TV, you'd find it. And someday you'll find Time for Art.
0: Yes, indeed. Okay, well, I wish you good luck in the year ahead, Bill. It's been great to have you back in the house. It's been a few months, oh. and we'll look forward to having you back. Oh. When uh, Yeah, please.
2: Um, I just dropped off some of my CDs at the Food Co-op and at Swift Waters, if Excellent. anybody wants to buy any locally, and, of course, Willamantic Records.
0: Yep, okay, Willamantic I Records. That's at the Bliss Marketplace a couple of blocks away from here. The, the Willie Food Co-op, Swift Waters, I think is 866 songs about art i wish you great success with this and i hope this work will open the door for more for you bill thanks Dan. thanks for being here okay i wish you good and happy christmas to you all right well we're going to take a short break for some music from tom waits this is from one of his early early recordings uh in his early days when he was making the transition for being kind of a singer songwriter in the folk roots integrating blues getting very into jazz and very much into beat poetry. This one's a classic one. Think about driving on a rainy night in Main Street, Willimannock, and the rain is on the window blasting. The song was called Diamonds on My Windshield.
4: Diamonds on my windshield, tears from heaven. Pulling into town on the interstate. Pulling a steel train in the rain. The Wind bites my cheek through the wind. Fast flying, freeway driving always makes me sing. Dusty trying to change my tune. Pulling up fast on a road, Rolling restlessly. 24-hour moon. an with a cue ball here, wishing he's home in a Wisconsin bed. Fifteen feet of snow in the east, colder than a well digger's ass. An ocean it ends the ride, Sacramento coming up. Sunday, Desperado slip by, check station closing, you cruise by with a driver. Orange driving, neon building, theaters filling to the brim. Slave girls in Hotspur, bucket full of sin Metropolitan area, interchanging connections Fly by nights from Riverside, black and white plates Out of state, running a little late Sailor's jacket for the fast lane, 101, don't miss it. Rolling hills and concrete fields, broken line on your mind. The heads go east and the fives go north and the merging exits back and forth. See a sign, you cross the line, signal with a blink. Radio's gone off the air and it gives you time to think. Ease it out and you creep across, intersection lights for us all. Hear the rumble as you fumble for a cigarette. Blazing through the neon jungle. Remember someone that you met. One more block, the engine talks and whispers home at last. Whispers, whispers, whispers home at last, home at last.
0: Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. That was Tom Waits with Diamonds on My Windshield. Well, for our next segment on the program, we're going to take a look at healthcare in Eastern Connecticut, and I'm going to repeat a segment from the program last week about changes to the healthcare system at Wyndham Hospital. It's been a big issue in our town for over three years now, and the Office of Healthcare uh, uh, Strategy has issued a report about what to do. They're considering opening a birthing unit in the area. And I've been doing a series of shows now for over a year and a half with the Wyndham Coalition to Save Our healthcare. And we had Rosie Reyes and Jose Salas Blanco on last week. We're going to do just a segment that gives new people a background on the history of the situation and how we're leading up to a decision now about having a new birthing center or to have Wyndham Hospital figure out a new way to solve the problem. But they speak much better than I do right now. So I'm going to let Rose uh, and uh, and Jose share some information with you. If you're a woman, if you're a mother-to-be, if you're a family member, you need to think about these things. But right now, we're going to continue our series looking at health care in Connecticut and how it's been restructured in recent years. And we're going to focus again today on the closing of the maternity unit uh, several years ago at Wyndham Hospital and the impacts of that decision, and a recent decision by the Office of Health Care Strategy about how to move forward with this debate and possibly creating a birthing center. And that's become very controversial, but that's part of the process underway. We've been covering it now for about two years, and I'm very happy to have two people here to continue the information sharing with you. So to my far right, I'm very happy to have back on the program today, Rose Reyes. She's a member of the Wyndham Town Council in her third term with the Working Families Party. Rose, thank you for coming back to the studio again.
5: Thank you so much for having me. You Appreciate bet.
0: it. And also, with a return visit, is Jose Salas Blanco from the Neighbor Fund. He was a founding member back in 2017, and they serve many people in the immigrant community coming here from all over the world trying to make a new life in our region. This organization helps them find their way. So, Jose, thanks for having you here
6: as well. Thank you for um, having me back and for um, opening up the space on your program for the um, Wyndham United to Save Our Healthcare Coalition.
0: That's right. We've had them on several times. Many people have been on uh, from, from different partners. We'll continue that. But right now, I guess maybe one thing, Rose, uh, you might do to start is talk about the initial reaction of what the OHS did and how that gives you maybe a strategy for the next steps.
5: Sure. Um, the first thing we w- we want to uh, have clear is that this agreed settlement is, uh, is a good faith effort on um, the Office of Health Strategy that In spite of what Harvard Healthcare Corporation thinks that the uh, particular uh, components or benchmarks that were not met were going to be met in conjunction with additional work in this agreement, including the the search for a third party, uh, independent third party uh, birthing center agency, Uh, but they're looking for um, addressing the particular. Benchmarks that were not met, and they were, out of the 12 benchmarks, um, five were applicable to them. Uh, eight were, rather, eight were applicable, but they didn't meet five of them. And that's part of the agreed settlement. So the the reality is that things haven't been addressed, things haven't been resolved, and things are still closed while they get to do uh, this search and rebuilding of uh, a, an alternative service for this area, this small city and its region.
0: Well, you know there's a really complicated history here and mm-hmm. trying to have it in a few minutes on the radio, we're trying to give people time to not rush, but from what I read from some material that Susan Johnson shared and some other people on the web, uh, the hospital was allowed to wait about closing or not and the idea of a birthing center as an alternative is being offered and they're gonna say, we'll see if this is possible and if it meets the need, and then we'll decide. Exactly. Okay, so we're still in between these options.
5: Exactly, in other words, we still don't have a viable uh, labor and delivery unit, and our Delivering individuals will be either uh, transported, or they will self-transport to the to local, uh, local closest, which is at least thirty minutes away. Given that it's only one route available to get to, uh, back Norwich and Manchester. Manchester
6: Hospital. That's right.
0: Jose, your thoughts?
6: Um, um, I think um, the the issues that as a coalition we have raised either as um. Um, individuals advocating for equitable access and uh, to health care, or as nonprofits, to local nonprofits here in town, um, those issues remain. Um, whether it's language barriers or um, people in our community already facing um, the barrier of having transportation. Right, yeah. um, available to them even though there are things in place uh, programs in place to kind of help uh, it's it's not really um, it's not really the, the best uh, option for the people in our community
0: so when you talk I know you had a recent meeting of the coalition as a team so to speak do you have any sense of certain people focusing on certain aspects of what's happening kind of because it's a huge thing to break into manageable pieces right like anything you got to break the mountain into pieces do you have a have a sense of how your team is attacking this and trying to move forward at least with information collection to help people have a better understanding because there's a big vacuum right now still
5: for sure our strategy has been to first approach uh, office of health strategies and have very uh very direct questioning about their rationale for in, in, uh, making this kind of negotiation, agreed settlement, mm-hmm. and negotiating um, the, the the possibility, well, the reality of closing down, shuttering a, a delivery unit, given a good faith effort of meeting the these benchmarks, which is very problematic for me. I mean, if they didn't meet them, they didn't meet them. They should not have been given a second, third chance. Um, and also... Um, asking office of health Strategies um, the way how are they being true allies to a small city such as ours with the, with our own vulnerabilities in spite of the fact that uh, there may be less than 200 births per year in the last three or four years that doesn't negate the fact that we still need full services in the event of um, childbirth risks that are associated with working class families for example and also, um, people who come from other country parts you know so while we don't have that particular capacity that 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 threshold we still need it's like insurance you want to have a full service you know in front of you so that in the event that you do need it because you're likely to be needing it because of the status of of things in life it's it's good to know that it's there and the idea that we are expected to you know accommodate this idea of being transported. Now, in the agreement, they also added language that said, oh, you know, in the transport, they're allowed, the, the pregnant person can, can have a family member or another um, a, a associate with them, or, or friend or family, whatever. Mm-hmm. That being said, it, it still blows your mind that you're going to be in an ambulance for 30 minutes because that's how long it takes. 17 miles is 30 minutes with no traffic in good weather in good weather thank you sir Indeed. thank you yeah. right so they, you know i am wondering how is it that they can argue that in in the rest of the the state the state how is it that in connecticut one of the richest states that in this nation is allowing this inequity to to evolve or just like take on a fast track to just just decimate you know districts of health needs it's incredible yeah.
0: we well, you know we've had representative johnson here a few times mm-hmm. too and one thing that's really it's hard to follow but it's really important and i've been trying to find the time to dig myself in the papers is that the system is already been restructured in a way that's goes so far beyond providing just one kind of service some hospitals in financial trouble may be sold they may be reconfigured assets may be sold off Uh, Vulture capital is being involved possibly as a way they call it private investment capital But that's a different agenda than serving the public per se so I guess what I'm trying to say in a long-winded way is (laughs) With the information gap right now Folks have a hard time staying with the argument until they need the care and until it hits you a lot of people say Well, I have to see the flames. I just don't have to see the smoke, right? So uh, Right now for the hospital I know they won awards, and they've been very well recognized for for some incredible work with knee replacement surgery. Some <laughs> units do very well. And I understand for any business, you can't do everything from A to Z. But you figure in your community, what are the basic human needs that the community has all the time? And you specialize in areas where maybe you can meet special needs, right? So they're doing very well with that kind of surgery, and I've heard good stories about that. But when hospitals decide what not to do anymore, that's the hard part. And when I hear safety mention as a reason for closing a unit, can you describe that? Because people wonder what it means to not have a safe unit in the first place.
5: Wow. Well, Mr. Salas, can you can you uh, You're smiling. provide uh, some details of that? Because it, bo- it boggles my mind. Well, um, an article
6: that... Um, uh, That Rose had has here with her. It does mention that um, these corporations. They are mentioning uh, uh, safety, Um, but what does that really mean? Is that just an argument they're putting forward um, to justify cutting down a service? Um, What type of studies are they referencing? Um, It's to the uh, the average layperson. it might seem it might seem like a good argument, but what exactly do they mean? <laughs> Is it something that they're saying just to save a couple a couple dollars um, uh, by you know cutting down a service. And then too with transportation, um, if you're gonna be transferred via ambulance or life helicopter to another hospital? Who's really absorbing those costs, you as a patient, as a consumer, right? so yeah, it's yeah, it impacts our pockets you're lucky, too, right? Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, the helicopter rides are quite pricey, from what mm. I hear.
6: Yeah. Uh,
5: so there was a professor <clears throat> of public health policy at the University of Minnesota who was interviewed by the Connecticut Mirror in 2021, and and she pretty much said that she didn't understand the relationship between patient safety and birth val uh, birth volume. She she didn't see the correlation, which is the argument one of the first front argument that HHC, Hartford Healthcare Corporation, is arguing for. Um, And and here's her quote. The work that we've done looking at relationship between birth volume and quality of care in rural hospitals has shown a mixed bag. There are a lot of ways in which low-risk childbirth is very well done in low birth volume settings. So it, it doesn't it doesn't warrant this argument but it's the new word that um corporations healthcare corporations are using to scare you into thinking that you can you should let them do this plan which is shrinking of services
0: Yeah, this has come up in some of the press coverage since the OHS decision. And I know the idea of defining safety, you know, in all good faith, the companies that own these businesses, they have to define safety. So we understand if you have a concern, help us understand what that means. If it's how many people per bed, how many doctors per patient, you know, what's your formulas? And the more they explain, the more people will at least have a better understanding. Because right now, it seems to me it's still just not enough to be clear on. And that makes it harder to move ahead. The other question is the process that has been set up to explore this option of a birthing center. When they set that up, did they give them a, a timetable to get the job done? Because people have been waiting for years, with all good intention, some idea of well, let's get this done by blank.
5: I did not. I did not catch that. Did you, Jose? I mean, I was looking at the at the actually agreed uh, settlement. Uh, I want to contract. mention the
0: Connecticut Mirror is an online news mm-hmm. source that's really good. They've been covering this, yeah. and they've been also covering tenant unions, which is another show we're doing.
5: So they they'll have, have a lot of. Is information. it thirty days they need to report out?
6: Um, it says here um, in the uh, settlement, it's uh, one of the points. It says commencing on. One year from the date of this agreed settlement, Wyndham will report to OHS annually for three years of the following. Oh, yeah. The number of birthing people from uh, WWHC who deliver each year, the hospitals at which these individuals deliver, the method of transportation to slash from the hospital for these individuals and their support persons, patients, socio socio demographic information including language ethnicity race and age and payer mix um, so we as a coalition to believe that this information should already be had uh, one of those main reasons is the last birth I believe um, that occurred here in Wyndham was in June of 2020 oh. it's been three years since then so one would imagine that this information should already be at the um, Mm-hmm. disposal of uh, of this corporation, right, of this health co- health corporation. Um, so that also leaves us wondering um, why wasn't this information received beforehand before the settlement?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let me take a break right now. In case you've just joined us, we're talking about health care in Eastern Connecticut with Rose Reyes and Jose Salas Blanco. We'll take a short break for a couple of messages, and we'll come right back. Please stay with us okay we're back here live on the home front this afternoon also what you've been listening to is from last week's program focusing on health care in Eastern Connecticut. We'll continue this conversation next week with other new guests. And the second part of our conversation is about what's going to happen in December and January forward about the about the researching of the feasibility of a birthing unit. How will it be set up? How will it be staffed and paid for? So that's part of the process. And the people that we were talking to will, will be on the next segment and they'll update the conversation and we'll track it all year. We'll also stay on top of the issue with tenant unions in the region as well. So I'm way over time this week. Thank you very much, Matt, for the extra time. We'll see you next week here on the home front. In the meantime, happy holidays, however you celebrate them. We send you our best, and we'll see you next time. Take care.